Are you overwhelmed with your life? Is your life not what you hoped it would be? Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Join me in this journey about finding true hope and joy in the midst of the circumstances of your life and learning and knowing who you really are. Welcome to the Not What I Signed Up For podcast. Thank you for joining me. It's been a minute since I have shown up on here. I'm happy to be back. The last three years have brought a lot of challenges to my life. In 2018, my son was going through a really hard space. And for you mamas out there, you know the saying, you're only as happy as your saddest child. That was so hard to walk through that season with him. 2019, my precious daddy was diagnosed with leukemia and he died in December of that year. Our daughter got married in 2020. We had a wedding planned and in COVID had to change gears and plan B proved to be God's plan and was his plan all along. It was amazing. And then after she got married, just the stillness and the quiet that I was surrounded by was very difficult for me. I feel like I hadn't really grieved my dad's death. I walked through the season he was sick with such grace from the Lord and strength from him that I knew he he gave me because looking back, I honestly don't know how I walked through that. I have just recently moved my stepmom to Greenville, where I live in South Carolina, and I'm so thankful to have her here, and she's excited to be here. She's about 15 minutes down the road. Packing up my dad's things and going through my dad's things and getting rid of some and keeping some, boy, that that just brought a, a lot of emotion that I don't know that I was really prepared for. I remember the day that my dad was diagnosed with cancer. I went over to a dear friend's house that lives in North Augusta next to Augusta, and I took a bath and I crawled into her bed and took a nap. I remember feeling this overwhelming sense that what am I going to do now? And it wasn't until months later that I realized all of that that I was experiencing, they were emotional triggers from what I had experienced as a 10-year-old girl when my dad left. I felt like my dad was leaving me all over again, and I just remember being so fearful. I'm certainly not a counselor, but I have learned a lot about emotional triggers over the years, trying to navigate through my wounds and through my hurts and through my messes, and it's amazing how we can be emotionally triggered by an event or something a person says to us. I believe that we were created to be in fellowship. The Lord created us to be in fellowship with Him, and He created us to be loved. So it is so natural for us to want to be accepted and loved and feel like we are worthy. And I've talked about this in other episodes and knowing who we are in Christ And today I just want to talk a little bit about how, when we're emotionally triggered, how things can creep in. Years ago, I attended a Bible study led by a Christian counselor, and we were asked to write on a sticky note what we struggled with the most. I wrote, not feeling good enough. It's just those few simple words. I have to admit, I felt a little out of sorts throwing that in the jar with everybody else, because I thought, certainly these women here that look all put together don't feel the way I do. Well, do you know that every single person wrote on their piece of paper, I'm not good enough, or I don't feel loved? 
And here all this time, I'd struggled with this and thought that I was the only one that had felt that way, when honestly, I think it's universal. I'm no expert on this, but when we look at the Word of God and see why we are created and it was for Him to love us and be in relationship with Him, it's just simple. It's a no-brainer. Of course, we all want to feel loved and accepted, but things that happen to us in our lives can wound us, and it all looks so different for each and every one of us. When I was in high school on my graduation day, somebody said in front of my whole senior class at our senior breakfast that I was going to work in a prison one day so that when I spoke, people wouldn't be able to walk away from me. That hurt me deeply. I have never forgotten that. I'm sure that the other people I graduated with don't even remember. The person that said it probably doesn't even remember. But I'm telling you, I have never forgotten, and it still creeps in. There have been multiple times over the years where things have been said in a very hurtful way that I talk too much. So what do you think happens to me that I've done this podcast? I hear Nobody's going to want to listen to this. Why would you want to do that when I know that I have felt called by the Lord to share what he has taught me over the years? That's just an example of how I can buy into the lies of the enemy. It says in God's word, first Peter five, eight, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Well, I think we can find ourselves in seasons, especially when we are tired, more vulnerable, having gone through life-changing experiences where we are going to be attacked by the enemy more than other times. So important that we stay grounded in the word and that we surround ourselves with people that are safe, that can speak into us, and that can remind us who we are and who we were created to be. You know, the enemy is not creative. He just comes at us with the same old, same old. And I believe he attacks hardest where God is using us. This podcast has certainly brought all of these thoughts and insecurities and things that were said about me to the forefront of my mind. And I find myself every time I prepare having anxiety, just a shortness of breath and having trouble taking a deep breath. And again, I've said this before, it would be so easy for me to shut this down. I have wanted to at times. And I just share this with y'all because there's something out there that y'all want to do or that you are doing and you're questioning yourself. But can I just say to you, keep going. If you know that you've heard from the Lord that you're supposed to be moving forward, don't let the enemy stop you. On a more simple note, over the last 30 years, almost 30 years that I've been married, I think about all the times my husband tried to earnestly help me and honestly try to help me with something where I filtered it as him rejecting me. I would hear what he was trying to say so differently. And I can remember saying to him, I am never going to be good enough for you. And he would say, what are you talking about? It wasn't until several years ago that I realized how I was filtering these things. I'm going to give you an example. We were having a birthday celebration for my son. He was having some friends over. There were going to be about 20 people. And I went to Publix, bought everything, 
bought steaks for everybody. And I got home and I was unpacking the groceries. He was helping me. He brought the groceries in. He was helping me put things away. And he said to me, next time you buy in the nicest tone, next time you buy this many steaks, would you mind going to Costco? Just would save money. All I heard was you can't do anything right. That is not what he was saying. And can I tell y'all, this played over in our marriage time and time again, where I would filter what he was saying through I'm not good enough lens. Now I have such a better understanding of what that looks like. There are so many situations that happen to us in our daily lives where I believe we can be emotionally triggered. And there are times we're going to be more aware of that than not. I think our emotions, when we are triggered, and I said this in the last episode, we have a choice about how we can handle that. And I know when we're not in a good place, it's much harder to choose. But our emotions can lead us into such a toxic thought process. And our thought process can just really make or break us. It's so important for us to be mindful of this. And if we find ourselves spiraling out of control where we aren't in a good place, where we're camping out in these negative emotions that I'm not good enough or you don't feel loved, find whatever it is that works for you. And you know what that is, whether it's phoning a friend that you know is going to help you. She's going to pray for you. She's going to speak truth to you or maybe you're not exercising enough. Maybe there's a hobby that really feeds your soul that you need to pick up. I have found myself in this season needle pointing a ton. I just love it. It helps with my anxiety, helps me not feel stressed out. I've taken some needlepoint classes, learning different stitches, and it's just been a good thing to take care of myself. I have never been really good at taking care of myself. I'm really good at taking care of others and doing for others. And I have found and learned that that is a lot of where I found my worth. I've also learned that I get busy when I don't want to feel pain. So it's been in this season, the last three years, when I've had so much going on in my life that I have jumped into certain things. And then I've had to realize, wait a minute, I'm doing this, so I'm not feeling pain. And I know that if I don't walk through the pain and embrace the pain, it's going to show up in some other form of my life. Somebody said to me that I didn't stick to something for very long. Well, that's not the first time it's been said to me. My children have said that also. There's a lot of truth to that. I have stuck to being married and I've never left my children. So I feel like that's a big accomplishment. I think a lot of times I have tried other things to get worth out of them as well. So what what does that look like for you? It's all different. I think we're all wired differently, but we have the same core of what we need out of life. In this season where I've been more still and learning how to take care of myself, I've heard this whisper, you're not doing anything for the kingdom. So when I hear those lies, I think, oh, my gosh, what do I need to do? And I find myself needing to do rather than just be. And I think of Mary and Martha. Martha was so busy and Mary was just sitting at the feet of Jesus. And there are different seasons for both. Do you know how to take care of yourself? Do you know what it looks like? For you to have a season where you're still and you're, or you're healing from something and life happens. We can have a loss and everybody else goes on about their daily life. And then we're over here still grieving and we feel like we're supposed to be okay. And it's okay to still be working through something. 
Find that safe person that you can say, I'm really not okay. I'm really struggling and I just need you to come alongside me and help me with this right now. Tell them what you're struggling with. Hey, I have found that I get too busy when I don't want to feel pain and I'm finding myself doing these things so that I don't have to think about how I'm hurting. Or maybe I don't feel that great about myself right now, so I'm doing these things to make myself feel worthy. I just want to tell you right now that God loves you, period. He doesn't love you because you're doing this or that. He loves you because he created you. He loves you for who you are. You are good enough. Life is certainly not easy all the time. I am an abstract artist and I love to paint abstracts because they look so chaotic and messy, but they can be beautiful. And I believe that that's what our life is, is this beautiful mess where God creates beauty from ashes. I want to share another scripture with you. Ephesians 6, 13, therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. So here's God's armor continuing after verse 13, putting on the belt of truth, the body armor of God's righteousness for shoes put on the peace that comes from the good news, the good news, which is the word of God, so that you will be fully prepared In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. If you go over to Hebrews chapter four, verse 12, it says for the word, the word being the Holy Bible, the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two edged sword cutting between soul and spirit between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. He knows our pain. He knows your hurt. Jesus was divine, yet he was human. He was God, yet he was man. We haven't walked through anything that he hasn't experienced. I know what it's like to not feel his presence. And I know what it's like to wonder if he's real. He's not ashamed if we question him. I walked through a season in my life that was so hard. I questioned if he was real. I know he's real. Don't think because you're in a bad place and you question whether or not he's real. If he still loves you, he still loves you. He can handle that. It's okay if you need to get in the quiet and stillness alone and get on your knees and cry out to him. Abba, Father, I am in desperate need right now of feeling your presence. And can I tell y'all something? Sometimes we feel his love through how others love us. Find your safe people. There is a wonderful Henry Cloud and Dr. Townsend book out there called Safe People. Find your safe people. Allow them to love on you and receive their love. Do you have a person that you know how much they love you? God loves you immeasurably more than that. So know that you are worthy. Rise up and remember who you are. This season will pass. Reach out to somebody. Don't do this alone. Thank you so much for joining me today. Please like and share and subscribe. Help me spread the word. Thank y'all for joining me in this journey. Until next time.